And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to talk all about our favourite topic. It's money. <laughs> and to tell us all about the money, it's Luke Smith from Envision Financial. How are you? I'm really, really good, mate. I'm really, really good. You're actually hot, looking really hot, well. Hot, you, hot, you, you're looking really enthusiastic today. Well, you know, I tried to have a couple of weeks off for the first time in forever. And um, I know that once I come back, it's 150 <laughs> kilometres an hour. So... Well, I'm going yes. to enjoy a couple of days while I can and then accept that, you know, the next 11 and a half months are uh, going to be a write-off. Well, it's good to be busy. <laughs> That's what they say. It's good to be busy. Yeah, can't complain. Now, today we're talking about how to make contributions to superannuation. Now, sorry, Luke, I'm, I'm really – doesn't somebody do that for me? <laughs> well, yeah, potentially. Um, where you have a, a, a job, yes, somebody does do it for you. But there are a number of different ways that money can go in. And I find there can be a little bit of confusion or um, – misconception around some of the limits and the ways that money can go in. Uh, so I just thought we'd cover off the way that money goes in, how you can make the contribution, and then some of the thresholds and, and some of the limits that you'd have to adhere to, just so that we can try and have a, a clear playing field for 2021 so that there's no confusion or amalgamation of things. Okay, and I know that they keep changing the rules from one year to the next, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but at various different times, governments have even provided incentives to put more money in and then yeah. uh, you know so that can be a bit confusing to keep track of too true that's right um for a simple super system it's it's not no. so simple <laughs> um but you're right there was a, an amnesty a, a number of years ago pre-gfc in 07 where they said look you can put up to a million dollars in a super uh, which was outside of normal contribution caps um which was a great idea in theory um the gfc probably put pay to that yeah. um but again it's one of those things where the regulators and legislators need to understand that people need to be rewarded for saving for their own retirement. I'm a big believer in, you know, if you can if you can save and, and have the means to do that, um, it's it's really important. So and yeah, and since the GFC, we've had another event called the CFC, the mm. COVID financial crisis. COVID financial crisis, and yes. uh, and that <laughs> saw the government make it possible for people to pull all their super out if they yes. had less than twenty thousand yes. dollars in total, they could take it all. Correct. So um, that means a lot of people now are going to be starting from scratch, and they mm. in the future might want to consider putting in as much as they can and, to catch up. And I, I often say to people when we have this conversation, "Do I? Don't I? Should I? When? When's a good time?" Yeah. I think through a lot of the shows that we've discussed these sorts of topics, the consistency and, and repeating the behaviour and having a long-term view and doing a little bit more sooner, I'm a big advocate of that rather than leaving it later and trying to throw it in because yeah. when I first started in this industry, an individual could throw $100,000 a year into super and claim 100% of it as a tax deduction. To now be playing with, you know, 20 years later, to be playing with twenty-five grand, yeah, um, I think is ridiculous. Um, and if you have the means to make a contribution, the contribution thresholds for me should be like speeding fines. If you're this much over, you get a certain fine. If you're a certain amount more over the speed limit, you get a bigger fine. Right. And I think if they approach contribution caps like that with, with PAYG income or your ability to make the contribution, nobody's missing out on anything Yeah. because somebody with a $50,000 salary doesn't have the means to put $150,000 into super. No. So you haven't robbed anybody of an opportunity. Yes. So... I think they need to look at this and, and try and incentivise people to, yeah. to be able to fund their retirement. Now, talking about the recent uh, mechanism for people to withdraw money from their super, it turns mm-hmm. out we had a look at the figures. Mm-hmm. Almost 6,500 people in Canberra mm-hmm. actually wiped out their entire superannuation balance. Wow. So those people mm-hmm. from here on out are yeah. going to be a little bit behind the eight ball and it would be recommended for them to put a little extra in if they can in the future. If, if you were to come back, and, and this is where we've had great pieces of legislation. We've done shows in the past about the carried forward concessional rules, um, which is 
piece of legislation that they, they, they brought in to say, your employer contributions go in, your personal contributions go in, and the maximum you can claim as a tax deduction is 25000 Yeah. What they then brought in to say was from 2019 onwards, whatever you didn't use of that $25,000 limit, provided that you're in, you're in, your super's less than half a million, you can carry forward that space for up to five years and put in additional contributions in future years, which for me... I think is one of the best pieces of legislation anybody's written in the last 20 years because mm. it's something that really rewards people for saving and and doesn't preclude you from paying down your house and then throwing some super in in yeah. later years and missing out. So yeah. it's it's a great piece of legislation. I, I don't know. For me, I think the whole thing should be simplified a great deal more and you decide what you think is the, an appropriate upper level limit for a total balance in your superannuation fund and then all your contributions you make up until the time you reach that balance should be encouraged. Mm. But, you know, I'm not writing the rules. So it's not no. like that. <laughs> and I think there'd be a, a huge amount of tax yeah. that, that the people on the Hill and, and ScoMo and his friends would like to get their hands yeah. on that they'd forego. So it's it's always a bit of a seesaw in relation uh, to yeah. reality and, and legislation. Exactly. So. so so the foundation of the superannuation is on the compulsory contribution from your employer, currently at 9.5%. Correct. And it's going to supposedly go up soon. Over time, yep. But we don't know yet whether the government's going to change their mind. Yep. But it's it's one, it's one okay to say, all right, look, my employer is already contributing to my super, I just don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But um, you might be better off if you actually do think about it yeah. and make some personal contributions. So Correct. that's what we're focusing on today, personal contributions and how you make them and what are the rules. Yeah, so as you touched on before, your employer puts a contribution from your, your remuneration towards your super and that goes towards the $25,000 deductible cap. Let's say, for example, that was $15,000 from your employer. That means you could put in a personal contribution of up to $10,000 to reach that $25,000 limit. Now, that's very beneficial because for a lot of people, especially people employed in the government who are, are, are well remunerated for what they do, um, if you have a choice between paying 15% tax putting it into super and 39% tax receiving it as income... Yeah. Starts to be a no-brainer, yes. You would think. Um, and that's why I say to people, if you just do a little bit more a little bit sooner, a 24% tax saving going from a bank account to a bank account, you're not even bringing in risk. Yeah. And a big misconception I hear is, I don't want to put it into super. Super's risky. Super is just a structure that holds investments. What you invest in within superannuation is when you bring in an element of risk. If you have money sitting in your offset account of your house and you have money sitting in a cash account of a super fund, cash is cash. Cash is as risky as cash. So your risk profile hasn't changed. Right. So if you can put $10,000 into super and save $2,400 in tax mm-hmm. and you don't do it. Well, you're just throwing that money away. There we go. There so, you go. It's, it's about understanding your limits and the rules, and, and that's really part of it is you put an employee contribution from work, a personal contribution yourself, $25,000 is the most that you can put in. Now, for those out there in CSS and PSS, uh, check with them because there is a recorded amount on the PSS, CSS, DFRDB and MSBS website mm-hmm. that says what your space is, okay, okay. because the rules in relation to how those funds have been treated changed a number of years ago. You need to log in. It's on the same page as the iEstimator for those that know how to log in. Check your concessional cap space because there is a, a, a number on the page and that is your limit for people that are in those funds. So don't just assume that you've taken 9.5% or 15.4% of your wages. There is an actual number that they give you so that you can't go over your limit.
Okay. Now, a young bloke like me really doesn't have to worry because I'm going to live forever and it's just so far away, mm-hmm. I'm just not even going to think about it. But what happens for people that are getting closer to retirement age and maybe thinking, well, I'd like to put a bit more in before well, I finish working or or even I'm not working as much as I used to, but what what does that affect? What effect does that have on my superannuation? Correct. So we've talked about deductible contributions and the limit of 25000 Another form of contribution is a non-concessional or non-deductible contribution. That's where you take money that you have in your hot little hand, your offset account, your investment property or the lotto, wherever you get it from, and you put that into superannuation. Now, because you've already supposedly paid tax on the money that you've saved, you don't pay any tax putting that money into superannuation. So as you approach retirement age, a lot of people say, well, I want to maximise the value of my super fund because then I can start a tax-free pension in most instances and pay nothing on the earnings and nothing on the money coming out to me where you've made a non-concessional contribution or you're over the age of 60. So a non-concessional contribution limit is $100,000 a year, which is completely separate to the $25,000 concessional cap where you're claiming a deduction. So 25 to claim a deduction, 100,000 where no deductions claimed. Now the kicker for people approaching retirement, let's say you sold a house, let's say you won the lotto, let's say you inherited some money you can put in one lump sum contribution, which is equal to three years of the $100,000 cap where you don't claim a tax deduction. So in other words, up to $300,000. Correct. But that then locks you out. For, for the, the other next, two years. Yeah. Correct. For that time frame where you would have otherwise used those thresholds. So that's a great way for people approaching retirement to start either downsizing assets, downsizing homes, selling non-superannuation assets and moving them into superannuation and potentially buying them back or reallocating your funds because if you're over the age of 60 and you start an account-based pension with a value of up to 1.6 million dollars everything that comes out is tax-free and everything inside that fund is tax-free so there's a lot of benefits from a tax standpoint to maximizing the amount of income that you have coming out of a pension and these two contribution strategies are very good ways to build up the balance from which you'll draw an income stream in the future. And you mentioned there the age of 60. Now somebody else just recently mentioned that to me as well. So when you hit the age 60 there's there's new opportunities that open up to you in ref, in, in respect of what your choices are for superannuation. Well, the 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 funds are the same. Yeah. However, the access rules are potentially different because right. from age 60 where you've met a condition of release, where you say, I've, I've retired from the workforce, or a form of employment, and I do not intend to return, you can then access the money that you have in your superannuation. And that's what we call moving from accumulation phase to pension phase. Right. Now, you can take all of the money out in one go where you've met specific conditions of release, or you can use the transition to retirement rules where you may still be gainfully employed, but you can take out up to a maximum of 10% of the capital value each financial year as a tax-free income while still receiving salary and wages, which starting a pension could be a great way to maximise your deductible contributions, as silly as it sounds. Okay. So we start a pension. Yes. We take out $10,000. Yes. Tax-free because we're over 60. Yes. We then, the next day, take that same $10,000, put it back into superannuation and claim a $10,000 tax deduction. Holy smoke, that's free money. Well, it's just the value of a strategy. Don't, so. don't say that too loudly because the government will shut it down. They don't like loopholes. Scomo's all right with it. He's okay with it. <laughs> You've had a word. I have. Um, you know, so these are the sorts of strategies that people need to be aware of because as silly as it sounds, it's not breaking the rules. It's just, yep. it's just good strategic advice 
and making the most of the legislation and the thresholds that we spoke about a little bit earlier overlaid with somebody's situation and a lot of people's need for income to live the way they want to live. Now, a lot of what we talked about has centred around people that are employed and receiving a wage or salary. But what about people running a small business? Are there things that they need to consider? Another way of getting money into superannuation is through the CGT small business concessions. And we had Reese Keepers on the show uh, before Christmas talking about capital gains tax. And that really illustrates for a lot of people because we had a lot of queries after that about, you know, how to use that sort of legislation and the rules strategically. The CGT small business concessions for those that are self-employed have certain limits and, and, and benefits where you've sold your assets and there are a number of stages that you can use to try and limit the amount of tax that's paid. And there are specific rollover concessions that allows you to put in up to $500,000 of your sale value to superannuation, as well as other ways to direct money to superannuation to take advantage of those pension benefits that we spoke about a little bit earlier. So self-employed people should really be engaged with their accountant to talk about using this sort of legislation in conjunction with superannuation to maximise the efficiency of their business sale and then getting money into superannuation, taking into account the non-concessional rules uh, as well as the CGT small business concession caps. And everything we've been talking about today, uh, does it make any difference if we're using a self-managed super fund or is it all exactly the same? It's all exactly the same. A self-managed super fund is just a structure that you are the trustee of as opposed to a superannuation fund where somebody like a Macquarie or a Colonial or an MLC, they act as the trustee, but the rules are effectively exactly the same. The thresholds don't change. The other thing I would say to people as well is another big misconception I have is I'm not working, I can't put money into super. Anyone can make a contribution to superannuation up to the age of 65. Over the age of 65, you need to meet the work test, which is doing 30 hour, uh, 40 hours of work in 30 days and then you can make a contribution to superannuation. So that's one of the big things I find is, oh, I've retired, I've saved up all this money but I can't put it into super because I don't work. Mm-hmm. Provided you're under 65, whether you're working or not has no bearing on your ability to direct money to superannuation regardless of the fund that okay. you're in. Um, but that's another misconception yeah. that I, I, I hear a lot. Um, and even after 65, if you can work for, what was it? Uh, it's it's 40, 40 hours, hours and 30 in, days. In 30 days. So you need to work a one week in a month. Yeah. And then you've met the rules in relation to making a contribution. And there's a, a recent change that says where you're under 67 um, and your super is less than 300,000 and you were working in the year prior, mm-hmm. then you're able to make contributions as well, um, which are exempt from the work test. So... It's, it's really interesting to see the legislation continue to change and evolve because I think people should be rewarded for funding themselves in retirement yes. and given the opportunity to manage their tax and their income and the way that they see fit to accumulate things that will, will take pressure off the social system, you know, Absolutely. potentially down the track. Well, that's the idea of it all anyway. Yeah, exactly. Today we've been talking about making contributions to superannuation. So when we want to add a little extra to our balance, Luke, mm. what are the key strategies that people should consider or remember? Well... If we just talk quick summary before the ad break, you don't need to be employed to make a contribution to super. Yep. You can claim a deduction. Yeah. You can put money in and not claim a deduction. There's one thing people say to me is, oh, well, I've saved all this money up. I don't want to pay tax putting it in. You don't have to. Use a non-concessional contribution, which was a $100,000 limit or 300 in one go. Maximise your deductions where you can. Prepare yourself leading into 30 June or, or 
have something garnished out of your your wages and, and try and get your contributions up to 25000 because as we said before the break, losing $2,400 on ten grand for me just isn't good maths um, because you probably didn't need it anyway. Um, use your offset account to fund contributions. Consider starting a pension where you're over 60 yeah. to you know fund contributions if you don't have the ability to save. Make use of your non-concessional contribution caps if you're selling assets leading into retirement. And if you're self-employed, engage with your accountant well before the sale date to consider your capital gains tax, small business concessions to maximise the amount of money that you can get into superannuation. Um, I've never met anybody that's upset about receiving tax-free income when they stop working because uh, the, the comment I get regularly is, well, I've paid tax for many, many years and I deserve this. And yeah. they're 100% correct. Uh, use the carried forward rules. So we said earlier before the break, 25000 is the most you can put in in claim a tax deduction. Whatever you haven't used from the 2019 financial year onwards, consider using that. And remember that you have to have a total super balance of less than $500,000 and you can only roll it forward for a maximum of five years. So it's not something that you need to worry about using every year. You can save it up if you're going to sell an asset Potentially, you may sell an investment property in two years. We'll save up your contribution cap space and make an additional contribution in the year that you sell that property to help reduce the capital gains tax on the sale of the asset. So engaging with your accountant and getting some advice well in advance can allow you to plan for things both this year, next year, and in the future and make the most of these pieces of legislation. But I, I just guess people should be aware of these things. If you're unsure, check. Because the last thing you want to do is get to the 27th of June and say, oh, what are my, what are my options again? And, and miss out on tax deductions that could save yeah. you hard-earned money um, to make the most of your opportunity both now and, and in the future. And, you know, of course, they do keep changing the rules around superannuation. It's, mm. They can't leave it alone. They keep tinkering. So the piece of advice yeah. that I would add is consult your financial advisor. Well, <laughs> just don't leave it to chance. You know, I, too often I point something out to somebody and they look at you and you can see the cogs turning in their head and, mm. and in their head they're going – oh, I could have done this for like the last five years. Yeah. That's that's what kills you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they can go back and look at other shows. We've got it on the YouTube channel. We've got it on the podcast. We've we've touched on a number of these things in depth throughout 2020. Um, so I'd, I'd recommend people go to our website, www.envisionfinancial.com.au. It's Envision with an E. Um, we've got all of the podcasts from the 2020 episodes of the show. Go back there and look at the contribution rules because we've gone back in those in depth and given strategies when people can use them, how to make the most of them. So people can't say that they don't know where to get the information from because they can go to our website for free, pull it down, listen to it, watch the YouTube channel and, and you know, put a plan together for the, the balance of this financial year and into 2021 and 22. Well, you've already done half of this, but where do we get, <laughs> where do we get more information? Where do we get it? Remember those old ads? I don't know if you saw those. You know the old supermarket, I think they were IGA ads or something. Where do you get it? No, you might be showing my might, age here. Might be, too, yeah, might be before your time, <laughs> I don't be, know. But, but where do we get more information? Uh, look, if you're unsure, you want to have a chat and just make sure you're across the rules, 62604749. Um, make an appointment, come in. I think we've got some space in March. Um, otherwise, we're starting to lead into April, which is quite amazing. Um, envisionfinancial.com.au. Uh, we've got the Knowledge Centre. There's a range of technical information there. We've got the podcast on YouTube and, and Spotify. Sorry, on, on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, the Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money. We've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra. You can subscribe to that. Go back and look at previous shows. You can watch it. You don't have to read anything, and I find that's how people now consume things best. Marvellous stuff. We'll catch you next Friday. See you next Friday.